if you could make the perfect Sonic game, what would you what would you put in it? What's what's the perfect Sonic game? And it Sonic Mania. Okay, well, so it's just that easy. It's just they already did it. They did the dang thing. I think Sonic Mania is the perfect Sonic <laughs> game. Yeah, probably. And we have no. And we it's funny that we're doing a bunch of Sonic games and we do not have Sonic Mania on the. We'll slate. do Sonic Mania someday. Yeah, I just want to build up to it. I because I, I know what would happen if we just did Sonic Mania, Matt. I know. What then would we happen. ruin the rest of Sonic. Well, that ourselves. and also I feel like you'd just be underwhelmed by it. You know what I mean? Like because I, I want to work you up to it because otherwise <laughs> you'll just be like, this is not very good. And I'll be like, well, this is actually a huge improvement on what came before. <laughs> um, and you'll just be like, the whole series is bad in Sonic, except for Sonic Adventure, because you like Sonic Adventure. <laughs> We're that's the there. only one that you that's like. That's not today's episode, and you okay. don't get to do that. And okay. we, you're you're laying the groundwork for your thing against me, but I don't know what's going to happen in the episode, because I have not replayed Sonic Adventure since a long yeah, time. But but the, the, I think the listeners should know yeah, that at I'm a this big point fan of it. <laughs> that Matt is a big fan of Sonic Adventure 1. <laughs> Goodbye. I'll see you later. <laughs> I think it was a good run. The show was great, but I get why you want to just check out now. We tried to hide this from you as long as we could, and then it came out in this way. Um, to answer, to re-answer your question, here's why it's Sonic Mania. Yeah. Because, uh, what's his name? Taxman. Yeah. Whatever his name is. Sure. I don't really. It's Alexander Whitehead. Okay. Something like that. Okay. Uh, I think he was just like a kid, played the Sonic games when he was little, and then he spent like 20 years Thinking being that. like, well, there could have been more of that and yeah. it could have gotten better. And 20 years thinking about something makes you the best. I think for Sonic, at right, least, right. makes you probably the, the, the best Sonic game yeah. that you can have. When you develop a game for 20 years. Yeah, in your head. Just in your head. When you're designing a game for 20 years in your head, it's at least better than Sonic Adventure 1. <laughs> Let's go. Sega. Uh, hi, welcome to Old Gamers Almanac. My name is Hunter. Uh, I'm your main host, biggest host, double big host. And I'm the small, I'm t oh, I'm so little. I'm a little host. I'm Matt Martins. Hello. Yeah, that's us. Um, this is a show where we rank every single video game one week at a time, one game at a time. Please don't make any more games yeah, so that boy. we can catch up. We uh, we have been doing this for 20 something, 20 yeah. weeks now. 20 something weeks. Like 20 and we weeks. are at, I mean, we're, we've only made it to 1991, right? That's so really we're way behind so well we're please. not doing it chronologically ah, because I don't know about that we, that we, would be unlistenable if, to go back to an old joke we are doing it chronologically but we're releasing the episodes in a different time uh realm we're time travelers hunter and and we've been playing every game in what do you mean to go back to an old joke that's an old joke we had i oh i'm sorry matt in my mm -hmm. time experience i have not experienced that joke yet, that oh, joke yet. No. Yeah. well it's a really good one i'm really curious as to how the show starts i'm yeah. trying to get to that yeah. point yeah. To, but for me yeah no i we we are unstuck in time <laughs> even from each other we're not yeah. traveling through time together yeah if it's i remember it, maybe it's a slaughterhouse five thing yeah is that was that the joke i made maybe probably could be like a slaughterhouse five we're unstuck in time thing <laughs> uh today we are doing we're hitting the first ever Sonic the Hedgehog video game from 1991. Mm -hmm. Sega Team. Sega Team. Sonic Team. Sonic Team. And Sega. Sonic Team doesn't exist yet, but yeah. yeah. Sega sat well, it down. Does. It, it becomes existing for this game. They, they're just like, I mean, I, maybe they're not um, originally named Sonic Team, but the team that develops 
is Sonic Team. Yeah, right. I mean, yeah, everybody that worked on Sonic kept working on Sonic for a while, and they were eventually called Sonic Team. Uh, yeah, so Sega sits down. They're looking at Mario specifically. <laughs> mm-hmm. They're just looking at Mario, and they inorganically, very much in like a Disney, like the suits are all sitting around, uh-huh. decide they want to make their own Mario right. and that it'd be uh, better. And what a wild, weird pitch <laughs> they went with. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like when you think about... What focus tests were they doing? Yeah, like how how is Sonic such a weird... Uh, just random smattering of qualities. Uh-huh. You know, first of all, he's a hedgehog, not a popular animal. Right. Has never been, except well, for Sonic. And also, like, he's not really a he-, he has none of the characteristics of a hedgehog except for kind of a spiky back. But hedgehogs, not known for their speed. No. N- speci- uh, if you've ever seen one, they seem quite slow, actually. Yeah. It almost feels like on the team, somebody was like, he's got to be a hedgehog. And everybody was like... Okay, yeah, so fine. he is a hedgehog. Yeah. And then like they, they would be like, he's got to be like fast and cool. Yeah. And then that guy would be like, and a hedgehog. And a hedgehog. And like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yes, we'll put spikes on the back. That's is a hedgehog. <laughs> it's funny that his hedgehogness is such is so unimportant yeah. to the character um, because he actually did kick off like a giant trend of platformers specifically featuring like rodents. Yeah. Um, right. I don't even know for sure that hedgehog is a rodent, but definitely Sonic was like, the bar set of yeah. like make take a weird yeah. you know it's like do we actually do we get bub bubsy before sonic i want to sure know that right not. now yeah. um can we get our producer on when bubsy <laughs> when's the first bubsy 1993 two years later yeah so that's the whole thing it's like you know the the idea of the animal mascot isn't like so original that we can just say like well right. well sonic came up with it but it was definitely because of sonic being successful that all of these other video game developers were right. like i got to have some you know like sparkster yeah. like, like we wouldn't have sparkster right. if not uh for sonic well you and know? i kind of feel like too that the platforming like in the, uh, sonic is where it really does become about got to go fast like Mar- mario 3 you can go fast in it mm-hmm. but i wouldn't personally say like when i think of like Growing up as a kid, I don't think a Mario 3 is something that you definitely play fast. I mean, there's no. a lot of levels that are auto-scrollers. There's a lot of, like, little puzzly bits. There's there's reasons to go slow, whereas Sonic comes out, and it's like, yeah, it's all about hitting that processing speed so we can make the screen go by as fast as possible, and, like, a bunch of getting you. Bubsy is essentially the same idea, like, go crazy fast, and, and I can just think of a bunch of animal Would you, would you describe Bubsy as a fast game? To me, Bubsy is a very slow game. I think it wants to be fast. I don't think it's made well, mm. and so it doesn't end up looking Ooh, as fast. wow. But, wow. But <laughs> Bubsy fans are in shambles there. Uh, yeah, no, Sonic, if if Mario is about, um, well, <laughs> this is how, this is how, I would, this is going to sound like demeaning to Sega and uh-huh. Sonic, um, but it really isn't. I love Sonic, and I think Sonic is kind of the underdog versus uh-huh. Mario, and therefore better, and the music's always been better, Koji Kondo uh, in shambles. Uh, so <laughs> if Mario is just about it being good and being yeah. everything, right? Uh, so like, I feel like when they make a Mario game, they're like, we would like it to be everything, and we would like it to be good. Yeah. And then, and then Sonic, when they make a Sonic game, they're like, we would like it to be fast. <laughs> And that's different. You yeah, know what I mean? It's yeah, like we're yeah. Sonic is going for a specific flavor yeah. of platforming. Right. Um, which is weird for evaluating Sonic games because it kind of becomes about, well, how often does Sonic get to be Sonic? And yeah. even when Sonic is Sonic yeah. in a Sonic game, how cool is that? Right. Because it's not always cool to watch 
Sonic Go Fast. Right. Um, because I'm no longer a child. When I was a child, it was really cool. It was always cool yeah. when Sonic went fast. Well, and that's why, like, because so much of the game, once you actually get going fast, it's really like you're just careening through the stage and making almost no choices. Like, you're going too yeah, fast to right. even make choices. Right. And so they threw in all these loop-de-loops and ramps, so it just looked wicked cool. Yeah. The things that it's like, and then a loop, and then it jumps, and then I, oh, and then he landed on that ledge just in time. It's like, well, yeah, yeah he landed on that ledge just in time because the speed that he goes at is set, and it, we made it so mm-hmm. that everything is just this kind of perfect little flow thing. But yeah, it's it's not actually an engaging platforming experience uh for the player well i would i wouldn't describe it as unengaging i would just say the point i'm trying to make here is that mario is a versatile yes. uh design character whereas sonic sort of has a, a speci- especially in sonic one we are talking specifically yeah. about the very first sonic the hedgehog game today um sonic kind of just has like a specific vibe right he's trying to go for um and so depending on how successful a level is at establishing that vibe is yeah. kind of the metric I feel like of a good Sonic level. It's harder, I think, to make a Sonic level than a Mario level. Yeah. Because like Super Sonic Maker, if that ever existed, uh-huh. which give me that, I guess. <laughs> um, I think it. a lot of the levels, people would play them and be like, well, this doesn't feel like Sonic. Right. But Mario can do anything. Right. Like Mario can, you can make all kinds of silly Mario levels and yeah. people will be like, yeah, all right, fine, that's Mario. But Sonic... Levels have a very specific flavor. Yeah. And you know what? I'm I feel like this started and I felt like I was kind of harshing on Sonic a little bit, but it is kind of admirable that they took a, mm-hmm. you know, made up, very like just kind of like, here's what the character is. Right. But then they decided from a design level that it was a very specific flavor of platforming that we were going for. Yeah. Yeah. Um, let's talk a little just a little bit about the people. We'll mention some characters. I think the two people to note when it comes to um Sonic 1 and just Sonic in general is Yuji Naka, the programmer, who sounds like when you're reading about the making of Sonic, it sounds like he was the guy um, getting all the headaches. Yeah. So uh, having struggling with making this idea a reality, like I just said, Sonic is specific. Mario is open. Right. And I think going for something specific is always going to be, it's always going to hurt you uh, a lot. Right. uh, To be like, I want this specific manifestation of this thing. Yeah. Um, and then I want to talk about Masato Nakamura, who does the music in Sonic 1 and Sonic 2, mm-hmm. and then kind of gets dumped uh, mm. in a not super nice way uh, for Sonic 3 uh, in favor of probably Michael Jackson and <laughs> everyone that worked with Michael Jackson. Yeah. Definitely all the people that worked with Michael Jackson, but yeah. then maybe also Michael Jackson. Not really. Which is not a funny, really it's a funny trend because it, it, I, I feel like to people who aren't looking these things up, that sounds crazy that they'd go from like a guy to Michael Jackson, but uh, Masato Nakamura was also like a J-pop star. Or a J-pop oh yeah, yeah. Band. It's like they're going for pop music. Yes, that's Sonic's thing. Is like we're gonna find pop musicians. That's Sega's thing. Yeah, you know well, what I mean. Yeah, like exactly. Like if Nintendo was kind of trying to um, do be kind of non-specific in yeah. its musical references, I feel like Koji Kondo's stuff is almost going for like a lullaby feel, like mm-hmm. something that is going to just maybe be timeless and live on forever. Right. I guess there's there's not no musical references, like cultural references in any music. Sure. That would be a ridiculous thing to say. But I feel like the stuff that Nintendo is doing at this point feels less specifically pop and yeah. therefore isn't tied to like, like when you listen to Sega music, it sounds like pop music from the 80s right. to me. Right. Like it just has a specific time that it's locked, is locked to. And I feel yeah. like um, especially Sonic music uh, is 
Yeah, definitely yeah. that. Um, and I like the music of Sonic One, by the way. I think yeah. a lot of the, I think it's remarkable how much uh, about Sonic works from the first game. There are things that don't work, yeah. but there's a lot that they get right, and there's definitely glimpses of the better games to right. come. But for for sure, Sonic 1 is the worst one. Yeah, of, of the three Genesis, yeah. four, four, three and a the, half yeah. Genesis Sonic four-ish yeah. Genesis games, uh, Sonic is worse. And then if you just count Sonic Mania as the fifth Genesis game, which I do, <laughs> yeah. then it's, yeah, it's the worst of right. the five. Um, yeah, I, I think in going back to it, because I, I played a little bit of Sonic 2 as a kid, because I never owned a Genesis, but I had a friend who owned a Genesis. And the vibe was always, can't wait to go to Jonathan's house, because then we get to play Sonic, and Sonic rules. Yeah. But I don't have, I, I didn't get to uh, drown myself in Sonic fandom because i didn't ever have the system myself and i didn't get to just spend hours and hours and hours slaving away at learning the game itself yeah and i but, did do that yeah. i played sonic when i was a kid i could okay so not trying to brag but when i played i played this on my uh, sega genesis mini because i i love i love my mini consoles please <laughs> give me a sega standard mini so, uh, <laughs> sega i will buy it uh, i would pay 150 bucks for that usd <laughs> actually and if i'm being honest i probably would pay a lot more than that but i just don't want to say that you know what i mean <laughs> they, they don't I, need to know i would pay 150 usd please please send me one um so played it on my sega genesis mini could not believe that i could beat this game when i was a kid yeah and thinking about it i was like oh yeah because i used to play just like one game mm -hmm. maniacally right like for hours and right. hours and hours and i would play you know and just you, because the way uh sonic is old school you yes. play you run out of lives you yep. get kicked all the way back to the beginning of the game yep. there's no saving there's no checkpointing yep. you know screw you basically right. if you run out of lives you run out of lives right and I somehow was able to learn the game well enough to beat the game in that way. And yeah. I can't believe I was able to do that. Because this game is not like, it's not the hardest uh, old school game I've played. Right. But it's pretty hard for how much of it you have to play through. Yes. I, like it, you have it's to a short game, but it feels so long many, because yeah. it's just like, yeah. oh man. Yeah, we played it both with save states and modern emulation stuff. And that let us kind of burn through it in three-ish hours. And you, you look at how long to beat. It's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like a three to five hour long game. But you have to remember that at the time... That's not like people people beat their head against these games. Yeah. And that was that was the style was of normal. gaming. That's what that was completely normal. So you'd easily do 20 to 30 hours of Sonic because that's what it took to kind of gain mastery to finally beat, you know, the, the last couple levels in the final boss or whatever. Right. It's it's, it's, it's also really difficult. It doesn't help that it's the Sonic game I remember the least. Yeah. Um, so I feel like it m has the most uh, surprises in it and being surprised by anything in a Sonic level actually can be pretty obnoxious also this yeah. game i remember in playing through it this time what i remarked on was so often they do the mean sonic trick yeah which is the thing where you you're building up speed you're going fast which is hey by the way that's the point yeah okay right points go fast uh and <laughs> they will like put some mean obstacle at the right. end of your yeah you know of your thing and you eventually learn that, oh, what they're asking you to do is, like, jump over it with your momentum sure. in a fun way. Sure, um, Which is fine. But they do that trick so often in Sonic 1 yeah. that you start feeling like every time you build up speed, you're expecting something bad to happen. Yeah. Which yeah. is not necessarily what you want, I, I feel like. I got to the point where I was basically spamming jump anytime I got anything going because it was just, like, I need the invulnerability of my... <laughs> of my 
jump attack because mm-hmm. I was every, every time you get going, I just felt like I was running into something. And so right. I would rather just jump through all of the obstacles. I, I want to talk about what I really like about this game first, because I feel like we could then get into some of the like mechanical mm-hmm. parts that that we know improve later, Um, because like I said earlier, I desperately wanted to play Sonic. I was desperately wanting to play Sonic 2, but it doesn't matter because all the things that are good about Sonic uh, one are still good <laughs> in Sonic Two, which right. is like the graphics are truly incredible. Oh yeah, for the Genesis, yeah, for for this era, like that is some s- crisp, smooth art that like I f- I feel like I go back and play a lot of old platformers, and I so often get turned off from them because they're just jankier, and like nothing in Sonic looks or feels janky to me. It is like one of the smoother experiences in in 16-bit platforming yeah it's really pretty it's crazy how it's crazy how pretty it is um i think in general i I have a lot of love for the genesis um i was a kid that had both again not trying to brag (laughs) but i did have both um because uh all i liked when i was a kid was video games and so that's all my parents uh got me and i had no other interests and guess what that's the same now true (laughs) still true huh um 32 years old and i'm exactly the same guy uh but so i had both and i always felt like genesis games especially when i was a kid genesis games across the board jumped out at me and grabbed me more even if so a lot of times it would be oh i think this genesis game looks more fun than a super nintendo game And then I would start playing a Genesis game and I would be like, well, this is, there's not a lot going on here. You right. know what I mean? Like right. Genesis didn't have a lot of answers, I feel like, to the real big boys, yeah. like A Link to the Past. Sure. Uh, there's like stuff that's a little more obscure that I found later in my life, yeah. like Landstalker and uh-huh. stuff like that. That was really good. And if I'd known about that when I was a kid, I would have been interested. But those games were a little more adult, too. Yeah. yeah. So I feel like they did not... Uh, grabbed me as much. A lot of the games that grabbed me when I was a kid uh, on Genesis were games that did not have a lot of depth to them. Yeah. Um, and I would honestly kind of include Sonic in that. Like, so- the Sonic games are really good whenever they work, whenever the level geometry is yeah. set up in a correct way as to where it, like, a good Sonic level kind of feels like a song to me. Yeah. It has, like, a rhythm to it. It's like, we're going to slow you down here, but in a good way, yeah. we're going to get you built up again. Fast, slow, right. fast, slow, you know, fast, fast. And then like some sort of peak at the end of uh, Act 3 where we're going very fast right. for a long time. The point is to hit time. that end banner where you've been like doing something yeah. for a solid 10 seconds and then cool, we hit the, the Eggman placard. Or it's whatever. a cool trick. Yeah. Like when it works, it really does feel really good. Um, and I would say that kind of the problem with Sonic 1 is I'm not really sure how often it's no. the, the level design is set up correctly for yeah. that. But the thing is, too, you have to remember, they don't even know how good Sonic can feel yet right. at this point. You know right. what I mean? Like, they don't even have They're working it the out. North Star to shoot for right. at this point. What what I think about Sonic 1 is they've nailed the music and the look mm-hmm. and they're working on the feel and they're going to yes. get there with i know they're going to get there with the feel but this game doesn't have the feel yet but it has the look and the sound like in yeah. spades and it makes you want to still play it like i yeah. don't care if it doesn't feel great because i i like <laughs> being in the world of it i i just like playing it even though the <laughs> what my fingers are doing on the controller is not the part i like about it i just like having it on the screen and and walking around the world yeah yeah um, but yeah, to kind of finish off my Genesis point I was making, I think the games uh, were, they they were more musical. They were more just like, mm-hmm. oh, this is just a fun pop song. Like, like, uh, like 
the Super Nintendo was trying to be timeless. Yeah. Sega Genesis was trying to be a fun of thing moment. of the moment, yeah. you yeah. know? And now, like, being a fun thing of the moment also kind of works for, like, nostalgia purposes, yeah. you know? Like, I feel the Genesis makes me feel more nostalgic than the Super Nintendo because the Super Nintendo feels like it's in my life. Right. And it's never left my life. People I can't be nostalgic making, about it. Yeah. People are still making Super Nintendo games. Right. I can't be Celeste is an NES or slash Super Nintendo game. It's not a Genesis game. Right. Right. <laughs> Yeah, and honestly, we, we've been getting a little bit, I feel like a little taste of indie developers, you know, kind of working off of Genesis yes. nostalgia with like Streets of Rage 4 and, well, and Sonic Mania, obviously. Yeah. Um, but I would like to see more. I would I want to play the Hollow Knight to, you know. The Genesis. The Genesis. Classic, like, yeah. like, like I, wanna, I want someone to take the design of Streets of Rage and be like, I'm going to make a new, better version yeah, yeah. of that thing that does it all way more generously. Right. My, my vibe on Genesis stuff was always because really the, the main two games my friend had. So these were my at, as a kid, my two touchstones of what Genesis was doing differently was Sonic 2 and Vector Man. Oh, yeah. Vector Man. Yeah. And and the only th I mean, I'm not going to say Vector Man's a great game, but the we'll graphics, play it. We'll play it. that graphics game. The, the graphics of that game is kind of like really weird. And my my vibe like, OK, SNES games to me have pixelized characters with outlines and like those kind of move around mm -hmm. the screen like even mm -hmm. a link to the past which looks great it's still just like well there's a, like a little thing with an outline but like genesis characters like almost feel 3d across yeah. the board sonic feels sure. 3d yeah, yeah, yeah. and a part of the world whereas like mario just feels like he's standing on the level platform mm -hmm. but there's no world really there the backgrounds aren't doing anything for me in super mario world but the backgrounds are like a part of the depth and the the world of Sonic, and yeah. that's what like makes it feel cohesive to me. Yeah, in in a like the Genesis is a little more rock and roll yeah. with everything yes. that it's doing, and and that's in a good way and a bad way yeah, because right. they're experimenting with some things where it's like, whoa, that's like sort of three D a little bit, yeah. or like it has this almost computer graphics feel, right? But which kind of dates it yeah, uh, pretty yeah. poorly. Right. Also, one thing I really liked about the Genesis in general is I always felt like they were the ones bringing. Japanese games across the pond right. and not really kind of just be like, well, here's this. Do you like, like our Japanese do you thing? Like, do you yeah. like this? Yeah. <laughs> like I they I felt like Nintendo was really um a little more insecure about Western audiences. Yeah. Whereas Sega just didn't care. Right. So they were just like, here's this. Do you want to play Ranger X? Right. There's Ranger X. Can you figure <laughs> out what's going on with that? Love that. Love Ranger X. If you like Ranger X, shout me out in the comments yeah. if you like Ranger X. <laughs> well, so let's let's talk about our recent playthrough then. We you know, we, we both knocked these out fairly quickly because again, if you're if you're using save states to a certain amount, this game's not very long. Like you, you can burn it in an evening. Yeah. Uh, kind of thing. Oh, for sure, for sure. I, I I'll say this. What I, I felt not good about using save states, so I decided to use yeah. a Sonic 3 saving right. uh, formula where it was like uh, I let myself save at the beginning of Act 1 of every right. stage, right. which meant I got stuck on some stuff. See, yeah. yeah, there was that, um, towards the end, there's the one that's like really industrial. Yes. I think it's the last it is. set of uh, stages. Very hard. Yeah. Um, and not necessarily in like a fun, cool no. way. I was saving at the start of every stage, mm. but closer to the end, no, I was saving at spots where I could stop and catch my breath right. and get through the next right. shot. Like I was, I was doing it like Celeste screens yeah. style because especially basically the last little chunk of the last level before you fight the boss, that took me, you know, almost as much as like 
all of Green Hill Zone. Just right. that, just like the last third of the last. Act. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it no, was, I, it, it was a lot. Um, I mean, yeah, I was having to restart and go back to the all the but, way. But what's and cool? I, that's the stuff that I was. I, I wasn't going to frustrate. I wasn't going to allow myself to get frustrated because that's the punishing stuff that we've talked about on the show before that I can't. I can't hang with. I can't right. fail a thing halfway through Act Three, and then it makes me go back and play Act One and all of Act Two. I'll say this. So here's the one thing you miss out yeah. on if you do it the way that that you're talking about. Right. Is that in Sonic levels and having to replay them, you learn exactly. that they made all these different paths yes. for how to get through. Right. And you see them too when right. you play. Right. And I forgot how much was of that was in Sonic One. Yeah. And that's another like kind of credit to them that even at that point they knew like it'll be more fun if we make it where you can get through the level like a variety right, of ways. Right. If you if you beat your head against one path a couple times and it keeps not working, try another one and see where see where it gets you. Yeah. And that's definitely I did that a couple times, but generally speaking, I was able to brute force my way through the hard stuff and I missed out on truly exploring the level geometry. And I knew that I knew that as I was doing. I was like, I know I'm not doing paths yeah but i really just want to see the end of this on those uh on the last uh set of acts i guess they're called acts which yeah. is weird um so i guess that last those last three whatever whatever you would call them as a group um eventually i got to this point where i had a way through act one that was impeachable yeah i mean no it was, it was yeah it was just perfect yeah. yeah it was just like this is a really easy way to get through this act very quickly and yeah. i would not have learned that if not i had to yeah. keep playing it over and over right so sonic does sort of teach you in a weird way like in a in a good game design way it sort of says you're gonna learn how to speed run this right. you know what i mean exactly. like we've given you the tools to learn how to yeah. get through this the only way to beat possible. it is effectively a speed run because yeah. you kind of have to go fast you have mm -hmm. to land you have to plan out a route and that, like the only way to beat it is to do it all in one sitting and, right and knock it out yeah yeah it, it absolutely is a makes sense why speedrunning took off because of this kind of a game. When Sonic is at its worst is when you are specifically it's so challenging and your your the path that you're on is so slow yep. as far as what they're asking yes. you to do it that you are specifically trying to play very slow yep. and very careful. careful. And that's not fun at all. I mean to as every video game is the water levels in this are just oh. such a pain, such a such they, a bore. Man, it takes them so long to figure out water, and yeah. when they do, it it is great. It's way I I love I you know I don't know. People have different feelings about water levels, but uh, I think it's called hydro hydrosity zone mm -hmm. in Sonic Three. I actually love a yeah. lot, hmm. and it is a water level. Right. Uh, but they just figure out all these different ways to make it work. And also, one of the things about hydrosity zone that's great is that uh, there are paths that don't feature. Like, you can take a path that features very little water. Right, right. You and the water areas are kind of more like, uh-oh, you messed up. Now you're in the water right, area. Right, But there's a lot, also a lot of fun stuff in the water areas. But in this game, Man. water is just not fun at all. Slow and the I feel like the timer on, you know, so, so the classic noise of Sonic. I think oh, the yeah. most, like, Green Hill Zone is a classic song, but the classic noise of Sonic is you're running out of breath. Yeah. The timer has started. Go yep. find a bubble. And the water zones of Sonic 1 are just trying to get from bubble to bubble. You yep. have like just there's a couple sections where you literally have just enough time yep. to get one from one bubble to the next before you, you fail it. And it, man, I can't imagine how frustrating it would be to like be getting really far through the whole game and then die just because like you hit one single thing and now you're not going to make it to the bubble in time. And the bubble is also like 
sometimes you're sitting there and you're like, okay, spawn the Come bubble. On, give me spawn a bubble. The, four, give me a bubble. Three, give me the bubble yeah. two. What is happening? Yeah. Like, <laughs> I, I will say the the one thing I like about it is it, like, I would say, well, no, I'd say a lot of the time if I play it really risky somehow, mm-hmm. and I don't know if they timed this out super well, but somehow I just barely make it yeah. a lot of the right. time. Right. But it is really like the the I'm running out of air noise oh is god. anxiety inducing. Man. Oh my god. They, they need to do I'm sure they have done studies. Yeah, on yeah. Those noises. Yeah, that noise like really <laughs> gets you free. No. so I I feel my run obviously I was I was trying to make it easy on myself just so I could like feel things out, but it to me this definitely felt like a lack of actually going fast hardly ever. Mm-hmm. In, in a lot of the levels um, yeah so many of the levels it feels like it's constantly um even just green hill zone the idea that um i mean this is where you first learn to like hey maybe spam jump a little bit is like every time you go across the bridge the fish jump up yeah and yes. get and get you yes and so like learning those things is important but then sometimes it's literally just like a wall or oh a spring that bounces you backwards yes. or whatever and it felt like i was constantly getting stopped to where I stopped trying to go fast almost entirely. And I was just playing levels slow because I was never, I wasn't getting the reaction time to like, and I wasn't learning the levels well enough and I wanted to just get through them. So I was playing them like, like a Mario level or like a Prince of Persia, like a classic Prince of Persia thing. Just like get the jump. Okay. We made the jump. All right. Move like very Uh, classic platforming. That's a bummer. And, and I can, do that and recognize what I'm doing wrong. You know, I'm not thinking the game forced me to do this. I know that I'm kind of playing it wrong, but it's still, I know how it feels in later games and I know it doesn't stop you <laughs> nearly as constantly as it mm-hmm. feels like I was being stopped uh, in, in this game. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's like I said, it, if you're playing the game like that, if that's, if that's where you're at with the game, it feels like it's the wrong philosophy. And this game just doesn't funnel you into that yeah. often enough. But I also feel like I want to give them credit for in 1991 kind of finding what is good about Sonic already. Yep. And then obviously as they go, they just kind of like zero in on it. Yeah. This is nailing everything. It just needs optimization. Yeah. It's it's a polish problem. Exactly. It's it's just not. It's not. But they don't. What I'm saying is that in 1991, it feels like they don't yet know what they are polishing to. Like, what is it we're trying to get this to be? Right. And at first, I think the way the levels are designed sort of suggests like a a more openness to Sonic, like almost like Sonic goes fast and when Sonic goes fast, that's good. But also like, I think Sonic probably has to do a bunch of other stuff, right? right? And then later, I think what they realize is like, uh, yeah, there there actually are some other things that they find that Sonic, because this doesn't have a casino level. Yeah. This doesn't have a lot. There's like a little it's bit of It's kind of a casino level, but, yeah. it's not, but not, not like Casino Zone. <laughs> the thing that they really figure out with Sonic later is that it's also fun for Sonic to be in the air bouncing off of stuff a right. lot. And there's a little bit of that in this game, especially yeah. in the bonus uh, stage, which every bonus stage yeah. for every Sonic game is... Wild. I don't know w- w- why it is the way yeah, it is. Yeah. That's just something about Sonic is every time there's a bonus stage, it's like, what is this? Yeah, like, what who, are we who doing? put this together and yeah. thought? Because the the one for Sonic 1 arguably might be the worst one. Mm. You're just like in the air. Right. In just some space. You're in a video I game. don't know where you're, you're in. You're not in the world. You're in a video game I don't know now. what you're in yeah. in the Sonic <laughs> bonus stage in Sonic 1. And you're just kind of bouncing off of stuff. But for some yeah. reason, the direction of the screen determines the gravity. Yeah. And it keeps changing randomly. And I think you affect it. But wow. I couldn't figure it out because there's there are these little um, 
there are these little things you can hit that have like directions on them. Like yeah. let's say like up or right. down or left or right. And I think when you hit those, it changes the direction of the screen. Mm. But I, I, and I played a lot of it yeah. in this run, uh, cause I was doing pretty good. So I got a lot of bonus. Stage. Sure. But I, uh, still could not figure out how they, uh, work. And they're also like boring. Yeah. Like they're not fun to right. play. They're linear. And yeah. so it's just, you're doing that one thing. And yeah. Yeah. Snaking through it. I I think in, in, so maybe I didn't do so good cause I'm pretty sure in only one instance did I get close to even getting the, uh, emerald right. from that. Right. Uh, bonus stage but those are in there yeah i, I forgot that the the emeralds were already yeah in the you beat first the game, game. and it, it it's so annoying because you uh you almost you beat robotnik but then he gets away and then you get this big disgusting not disgusting but like insulting splash screen of him juggling emeralds and says try again when wait, you wait uh, i didn't get that it's after the credits oh it's after the credits yeah. i didn't even wait for the credits. yeah yeah the credits roll and i mean like seven people worked on this game so the credits don't take terribly long yeah, yeah that's first, true. they do they, they show like two people and then they show like remember some of the sonic levels you played <laughs> yeah. wasn't that cool all right back to like two more people all right and back to the, you know but uh yeah it, it tells you try again and i mean i never did a single bonus stage i i'm mm. not good enough at these games and i wasn't going to work hard enough at getting good at them. i would like my thing was like I was lucky to finish a stage with coins. Oh, okay. Like yeah, I, yeah. you know, I, I and with I with rings. I, with rings, Matt, excuse me. They are rings. They definitely are. I, uh, I so often I got to the point where I was like, man, I, I don't want the stress of collecting rings just to lose them all. I'm mm -hmm. sick of doing that. So I just want, I just need the ring shield. I need a ring mm -hmm. so that when I hit an enemy, I don't die. And beyond that, I'm not going out of my way oh. to get every ring. I, I not. Not constantly. I mean, I would, I would like do the jumps to get rings and stuff, but I wasn't like trying to get the fifty ring prerequisite to right. then unlock the bonus stage and all that. I Is it fifty? I can never, 50. I can never I figure out anything. Yeah, it's in 50. Sonic. Like I, I feel like everything in Sonic is kind of wobbly in a yeah. way where I'm constantly being like, "How much do you have to do?" To what did you want me to do? Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, and but that's kind of fun, you know. Yeah. Like the game is wobbly. Well, again, um, it's it is a game designed to be replayed over and over and over again. So you'll just slowly figure this stuff out. Yeah. Through, through the replaying of it. Yeah, I used to know. I mean, when I was a kid, I knew all these games like the back. And it's funny because they all they were all out by the time I was old enough to be playing games. So when right. I when I found out about Sonic, I had Sonic One, Sonic Two, and Sonic Three. Right. And then I think Sonic and Knuckles came out. No, Sonic and Knuckles came out in 1994. Yeah. So by the time, I mean. So I was four years old right. when Sonic and Knuckles came out. So basically, by the time I started really playing games and Everything could create memories, yeah. it was all there. Yeah. It was all ready to be explored. Right. Uh, and somehow, even in that situation, I was still like, I want to play a bunch of Sonic 1 as yeah. well. I wanted to play them all. Right. I couldn't get enough of this guy, yeah. of this blue hedgehog. <laughs> and then... You know, and then he went 3D, and then <laughs> who knows? We kind of, you know, we kind of parted. You know, sometimes you yeah. you grow away from someone. I think that's and what this, Sonic definitely grew away from me. Yeah, this Sonic series is, I think, us going going to be trying to explore what in God's green earth happened with Sonic. With Sonic. I would like to get a better appreciation for the very strange, yeah, storyline of Sonic. And, I have a YouTube video. Yeah. I have a YouTube video to re to uh, recommend to everybody. Not necessarily a big fan of this creator in general and in fact have I think I tried to watch something else that they made and was just kind of like, "Eh." But there's a video by Super Eyepatch Wolf called The Bizarre Modern Reality of Sonic the Hedgehog, and I found it to be a very good primer for Sonic since I quit playing Sonic games, yeah. basically. Sonic Mania kind of reignited my interest um, in Sonic right. because it was uh, such a great game. 
and wish we were talking about that. We should just be talking about. I don't know. I don't. Yeah. I don't know the the logic anymore for this show. Is like, should we race to all the good stuff that right. we really want to talk about, and then have five years of well. We already talked about every great, special, now, wonderful game. Yeah, exactly. No, I, I'm glad we're talking about some stuff that, that doesn't quite hit us as hard, but is like working on hitting us hard mm-hmm. or whatever. Um, well, what do we do with this puppy? Sonic the Hedgehog. We got we to gotta rank this thing amongst yeah. the Stone Cold classics and the some of the garbage that's on our list. Let's well, go over the list real yeah, quick. Yeah, totally. Number one, Celeste. Number two, Super Mario Brothers 3. Halo, Combat Evolved, Quake, Papers, Please, Hyperlight Drifter, Crusader Kings 3, Halo 3, Mass Effect 3, Mass Effect 2, Outrun, Metroid Dread, Donkey Kong Country 3, Final Fantasy 7, Mass Effect 1, Solar Ash, Halo 2, and War of the Monsters. How is Halo 3 where it's at? Like, and I just like, just, every time we read the list, I'm just like, why is that where it, Halo 3 is? Uh, how did that happen? Good Can someone listen back to the Halo 3 <laughs> episode and tell me how we did that? Like, I just don't understand how we made that It's call. really good. It's really good multiplayer. It's not better than the Mass Effects, it's, and I don't even like it better than OutRun, yeah. but of course, like, my opinion of OutRun is just kind of my opinion of OutRun. Yeah, but, yeah. Um, so where should we ta- start uh, for Sonic the Hedgehog 1? Um, I mean, I don't, I don't, I, I think we should maybe start at the bottom and you see, how, start to see, see how, how far, far it go. can go. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, I think it's, uh, so Sonic the Hedgehog, we've been starting at the bottom a lot yeah. lately. That's just where we've we're been at on, right We've now. been on a negative streak. Yeah. Yeah. That, I think that ends next week. We'll oh yeah. See. Next, next week, uh, next week we have something that will probably do quite well on yeah. this list. Yeah. Um, so Sonic the Hedgehog versus War of the Monsters. I mean, obviously it's better than yes. War of the Monsters. I, I look forward to the day where we, we, we play a game and we go, Okay. I don't know if this is obviously better than War of the Monsters. Like, I need yes. that game to happen. Maybe it's Sonic Adventure 1. It's probably, for you, it's Sonic Adventure 1, I think. Mm. We'll, I mean, we'll get there. That conversation will happen. Mm, yeah, I don't yeah, know. Yeah. yeah, we'll see. But um, So, Sonic the Hedgehog versus Halo, Halo 2. 2. Um, Boy, we've discovered that we are big Halo 2 haters on this show. Yeah, we don't really like Halo yeah. 2 very much. Um, IGN released the top 100 games of all time, and Halo 2 was way way high way up on that list and it kind of broke my brain well wait how high up on the list like was it? top 20 or something well but technically halo 2 is top 20 on well, our list true. Yeah, it's number 17 <laughs> all right fair <laughs> i mean but it's number 17 of a list that yeah. only has 18 games on it right now yeah, so yeah, yeah. Th- that's pretty bad really i think sonic is cooler than halo 2 yeah sonic and halo 2, halo 2 really wished it was cool like, yeah it was very trying very hard to be cool and absolutely wasn't. Halo 2 feels like something where, you know, Halo 2 feels like a rushed product. Yeah. Where all the flaws of it feels like because it's just like, well, they just didn't have time and they had to right. throw it all together. So right. there's all these like corners cut. Yeah. Sonic the Hedgehog feels like it's amazing how much they knew what this was. Right, right. You know, and just even the inception of its thing. Mm-hmm. Um, well, we talked a lot about Solar Ash's desire to go fast last week. These two are pretty similar. Yeah, these are regard. similar games, huh? And in that pacing, too, of you want me to go fast, but then you constantly make me not go fast, and it, it doesn't always feel great. Yeah, so they so they both kind of have a similar flaw. I would say that, well, let's let's kind of go. I, I like when we get to a close one, it feels like we always kind of break it down thing by thing. Yeah. I like the music of Sonic better than the music of Definitely. Solar Ash. I like the art design better of Sonic. Yeah. Even though, and, and Solar Ash is trying really hard to impress me with its art design, but I'm telling you, those big blue worlds, the just like the blue surface that's got no texture to it, yeah. doesn't actually do anything for me. And Also, Solar Ash's art design is a sort of pseudo sequel to Hyperlight Drifter's right. art design, whereas Sonic... 
is a bunch of suits saying we want to defeat Mario, and this is what they came up. Right. Like this is crazy. This yeah. is not normally how that goes. Yeah, you yeah. know what I mean? Like it should have been a soldier with a gun <laughs> that runs through Sonic levels. You and know? instead, they came up with a blue hedgehog <laughs> that likes to eat chili dogs and run fast. When we we're, at some point, we're gonna have to determine when the chili dog thing started with Sonic. I think it's, it's a cartoon thing. Yeah, yeah, I think the cartoon brings but it. But I don't in. know when the show started. I don't yeah. Know. I mean, I think it sounds like we're both uh, all right for Sonic to go above Solar I do, Ash. Yeah, I, th- I think it is definitely above Solar Ash. Yeah. Um, but they, they are very similar in our complaints to them. Yeah. So Mass Effect 1, mm. then. Two things, the, the beginning of these kind of big, you know, IPs, these big series. Yep. Um, obviously, Sonic is more distinct. Yeah. Sonic than Mass Effect. Yeah, yeah. Man, this is hard. Sonic the Hedgehog 1 versus Mass Effect 1, huh? Uh-huh. Um, Influence wise, I think they both kind of have, they're both big ones, huh? Yeah. They both have had a lot of influence on the industry and a lot of games that came afterwards incorporated things that they did. Yeah. Um, I, I have a proposal. Yeah, sure. Just because I feel like I'm getting a sense of where Sonic is going to land. Mm-hmm. And I want to check your temperature on ignoring Mass Effect 1. Is there any world where Sonic goes above Final Fantasy 7? No. So what we're I think we're what we're not officially for me not for me yeah. either. Yeah. So I think what we're officially trying to decide is is Sonic better than Mass Effect One or not, and that that will be the <laughs> end. Like, like that that's as far as Sonic. This will show go. is dumb. It's a dumb <laughs> show. Um, Sonic versus Mass Effect One. I uh I feel like the um I mean Sonic Adventure the Sonic Sonic the Hedgehog 1991 is not telling a story. And right. Mass Effect One is trying to tell a pretty good story. Well, so- Sonic actually is telling a story. It's about <laughs> it's about a blue hedgehog who likes to run fast, and he's saving animals. Yeah. from Doctor Robotnik, a, a who's trying to turn them into animals. Yeah. yeah, I uh, I love by the way as as a platformer moment and as a twist, the moment you you are finishing, uh, what is it? Act Two? I get no, 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 no. You you do. I don't remember the exact sequence, but like you get to Robotnik and mm-hmm. he's on the other side of like a laser barrier and he pulls a switch on you and drop like, yeah, yeah, there's it a, just drops there, you there's down. There's an actual story beat. It doesn't really happen in any of the other stages, but right there at the end, there's like, oh, a thing ha- like this, this thing happened and now I'm down here and the world makes sense and I'm climbing my way back up to get back to Robotnik. That felt really cool. Like, I, yeah. I don't know. That felt really distinct for a platformer of that time. Yeah, it's like Sonic has uh, a good they they're just they're just being really loose with it. Yeah. It's like fun, it's funny. Um Mass Effect 1's not funny. Yeah. But Mass Effect 1 is also talking about real stuff, but how is Sonic supposed to talk about no. real stuff? Right. I don't Well, and actually Sonic might be sort of talking about real stuff because it kind of has that you know how like it has that kind of background thing of the environment versus humanity. Nature yeah. versus humanity thing. Like right. we're protecting these animals right. from Dr. Robotnik who wants to turn them into machines or yeah, whatever. Right. Um, so I don't know. I'm like I'm like kind of conflicted, but I'm also feel like I'm kinda leaning Sonic right now. Like if you took my temperature, here's, I feel like I would here's say Sonic. a case I would make. Yeah. I'm I'm maybe feeling mass effect. Mm-hmm. And the only reason I'm saying that is uh because I still feel like Sonic the Hedgehog one is really working some stuff out. Yeah, and knowing how much better Sonic the Hedgehog two is, but there's this they're similar in this right. way, right? No, they're is, both games true. where in the first game there was a lot of promise, yeah. of what this could be, right? And there are things they got right, and yeah. there's things they got wrong, right? And then the sequels improved upon them, right? 
So I feel like Mass Effect 1 makes me want to play Mass Effect 2 more than Sonic the Hedgehog 1 makes me want to play Sonic the Hedgehog 2. Oh, man, I played Is all of Sonic 1 being like, oh, I can't, can't I, wait I, to I, do the next one. I almost was like, did we make a mistake? Should we just have played Sonic 2? Yeah. Like, why, why did we not just play Sonic 2? <laughs> right. So I don't know. Um, Mass Effect 1, Sonic the Hedgehog 1. This is like, I think, the closest we've ever gotten yeah. to two games that are actually, in a lot of ways, really different. But then when you start breaking it down, it feels like they have, they have this, so much in common. Yeah. They're both first times with something. They're first, they're, they're first where it's pretty remarkable what both teams were able to accomplish. Yeah. Just making something up. Right. Uh, but then both have execution problems. Yeah. Here's what here here's where I'm starting to bend myself to Sonic going above this is there is some stuff in Mass Effect One that's kind of inexcusable to me. Mm-hmm. And there's nothing in Sonic the Hedgehog One that's inexcusable. It's like ah, oh, you didn't quite some like bad it, tendencies. It felt but... like a bad. Oh, I, I wish I hadn't hit that there, but I probably could have gotten around it. Whereas Mass Effect One is just like, so you really want me to just drive around in this awful car and scan this shitty planet? It's true. Like yeah. it's just it's just fl- straight up and down bad. Whereas Sonic the Hedgehog One, that stuff isn't bad. It's just like ah, that flow wasn't there yet. You're working it out, but like you haven't failed in anything. There's in Sonic the Hedgehog one, there might be moments where you're like, I, this, this design choice I don't like, but there's no fluff. It's a tight game. Yes. Whereas Mass Effect one, there's like, wow. So we really just put in like padding as far as how the side quests work and stuff. And like the, the, uh, we're just going to repeat the same, uh, areas over and over. Although I will say Sonic the Hedgehog does have moments where I'm like, they copy pasted that from yeah. the earlier part of the level. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. It's exactly the same little <laughs> little part. So actually, oh, I man. think that's okay, though. Honestly, yeah. in a platformer that's going fast, like the point is like there should be some repetition. If you're talking about the musicality of a Sonic level, like there's a chorus that hits every once in a sure, while. Sure, sure. I, yeah, I yeah. feel that in a lot of levels, even if it's not a copy paste, it's like, well, this is like the same thing. There's the 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 level that's like the casino level yeah. that's got a bunch of the same little micro challenges over that's and over true. and over that's again true. but that's like part of the feeling of that yeah. level yeah yeah and i mean for for sonic to do the, it the same way that mass effect one would do it it would be like you go to another stage like yeah. hours later and it's like this is just the same stuff <laughs> the from that other thing stage yeah, yeah so like they don't do that mass effect one does that yeah uh, and also sonic the hedgehog doesn't have like a racist character that you have to like kind of work on to like make them. Hey, we don't know racist. how we don't know how racist Robotnik is. Oh, I mean, clearly Robotnik might be full of all kind of isms. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> might be an ist of all seasons. You know what I mean? Might be ro- Robotnik. And that's why they cast Jim Carrey. That's a weird take to just decide to throw in. That's, yeah, I made that up. That's not a real take. Who would you have rather had play Robotnik than Jim Carrey? Because actually, I think there's a lot of people I would have rather had. I play think based on the 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 shape of Dr. Robotnik, it should have been... Skarsgård. <laughs> well, that's pretty good. <laughs> I was going to say, it should have been a CGI'd up Danny DeVito. Oh, okay. Like, yeah, Danny yeah. DeVito's like the egg part of Eggman, but then they right. somehow like lengthen his legs and arms to yeah. do the freaky yeah. freaky thing that, that Robotnik does. I like that. I th- But I think uh, Stellan Skarsgård, I think, would have yeah. been my Robotnik because he could just play him real evil uh-huh. and it... Here's what. Here's how I would have done it. I would have gotten Stella Skarsgård. I would have given him a horrible, stupid costume. Yeah. I would have made him like match. Yeah. Robotnik from the games. Right. And then I would have told Stella Skarsgård, "I want you to act this so Perfectly. seriously. Like yeah. I, I, I want you to be a real evil, horrible, you yeah. know, son of a gun." <laughs> and but then we just put dumb stuff on him and we make him look dumb the whole time. Yeah. And he's just like go. He's like going for the Oscar. Yeah. You know what I mean? Man, and they shouldn't have changed Sonic. You know what I mean? The character model. Have changed. Oh yeah, they should have kept the original. 
I wanted stuck with it and made I it weird. I wanted those human legs. That's what I wanted. <laughs> I, want I want those more, human beady eyes. More cartoon characters need to have human legs. Also, uh, by the way, so the re- resolution of that is yeah. Sonic the Hedgehog will be number 15. Mass Effect 1 will be number 16. I will say that conversation so close yeah in my opinion the closest definitely. we've ever gotten with two games where i just feel like they're almost exactly the same game except for i mean mass effect 2 versus mass effect 3 but what are you gonna do i mean yeah, that was like those games were those pretty are much, the same yeah, those yeah are pretty much the same game yeah um but yeah we gotta do something about halo 3 at number eight that's some there's some it's sort of there to, I, it's just there to bother you forever it's there to make the list confusing it's just you know? weird i just can't believe it I you can't gotta you remember it's our list and our nostalgia for halo 3 multiplayer runs deep yeah, that's, that's all it comes down to. Is it see what I'm discovering? That was not is that, a considered decision. That was not a uh-huh. taking in the, the the stock of time. Right. That was, boy, we really like our dumb zombies game, and that's why Halo Three got up there. Yeah, that, see, that, that shouldn't see, say Halo Three. That should say Matt and Hunter's Halo Three zombie game. Uh huh. Is the number is the eighth best game of all time? Yeah. See, here's the problem though, Matt, mm-hmm. is that what I'm realizing is that justification does not have staying power with me. In that every time, every week, I'm seeing it <laughs> and I'm being like, "What is Halo Three doing yeah. right there?" Yeah. And EJ called it out yeah, on the episode sure. on on the year end episode. Yeah. And I was like, "Yeah, EJ's right. What is Halo Three doing? <laughs> Too bad. There? Like, what is it doing there? Yeah. It's so nuts. I love it. Um, there's just always something about this list that that does that to me. Mm-hmm. Um, Matt, what do we got coming up? What's coming up on the docket? What are yeah. we What are we playing? We're next? always afraid to like say too much, but I I feel confident in at least the next two games. Yeah. Uh, we are. We're working on Inscription right yeah. now. Yeah. 2021 release, a uh, crazy card game that goes places. Huh? 2021 cool guy game of the year yeah. is Inscription. Right. Which I mean in a mean and good way. Because Inscription <laughs> is like, is wearing sunglasses yeah. and walking into your house being yeah. like, I'm a cool different it's kind of game. It's condescending. It's, yeah, yeah. And I mean, like, I mean, I like it. It's great. But yeah. it is it is a cool guy game, which always kind of, you know, always yeah. kind of puts me off. And then me. we follow that up with Sonic Adventure 1, which I'm stoked to replay. I can't wait. Yeah, I'm in shambles over that yeah. one. Um, yeah. Sonic Adventure 1, one of the, easily going to be one of the strangest episodes I'm, of the show. I'm interested in you replaying it, though, because you came into, so- as a child, you came into Sonic Adventure 1 with a lot of baggage. And I feel like, if you just play Sonic no, Adventure 1... No, 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 that's not the way is. to put it. Okay. No, no, no. All this right. is what happened. I played Sonic Adventure 1 when I was... When did it come out? 2000? Something like that. 1999, maybe. So I was like 10 or 11, yeah. and I was already too old yeah. for what Sonic Adventure 1 was doing. <laughs> I was already like... You know, I, it's like I was smoking cigarettes playing yeah. this game, being like, oh, I don't have time You for didn't this. watch enough of the animated series then and the movies. No. Yeah, I did. I mean... I did. Wow. Yeah. So you were that kind of Sonic person. Yeah. Yeah. What uh, The thing I've said... And we'll talk about this more in the Sonic Adventure episode. Is I uh, my fear is if I was born ten years later, I'd have been a weird s- Sonic uh, like Acolyte. zoomer, like yeah. a, like a, a Gen Z, the kids that like grew up just drawing Sonic. Right, that would have been me drawing Sonic like kissing yeah. a human woman, <laughs> like Sonic kissing a human woman. I still can't believe they had Sonic. Can you imagine if I could get in a time machine right now, go back to nineteen ninety five? When mm-hmm. I'm playing Sonic the Hedgehog one, and I sit down with my little self, and I explain to myself like, so it's at one point yeah. in the future, Sega is going to be so idea bankrupt yeah. on what to do with their blue hedgehog who runs fast, they're going to have him kiss a human woman. Yeah, I think I probably would have thrown my controller across the room and been like, I I want nothing yeah. to do with. But this. there were a lot of kids that that awakened something in them. That's true, and I don't I don't want to take that away from them. You know what I mean? I don't yeah. want to take that away from yeah. them at all. I mean, it's sort of the same way that Big the Cat awakened something in me. (laughs) 
thank y'all for listening to Old Gamer's Almanac. Produced by Hunter Donaldson and Matt Martins. Music by Night Corey. Oh,